Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dive into this conversation with Colette. Greatness, five steps to delivering on what you owe the world. And this woman is a powerhouse, so you definitely want to stay tuned. I'm talking to you because you are becoming your greatest possible self. You're tuned in, whether this is a live or replay, podcast, YouTube, however you're tuning in. I just want to acknowledge you for showing up and taking the steps, seeking the information, and diving into your greatest possible self. So number one, I acknowledge you. Keep showing up. Keep sharing your light, your love. Uh, you are enough as you are, okay? So remember, you are you are worthy, you are enough, you are loved, and however I can support you in taking your next steps, whether that's continuing to stay tuned to the 12-hour marathon, get these awesome interviews and learn from these guests and continue your journey with them, take those next steps, invest in yourself, invest in what they have to share with you, I fully support that. And if it's launching your podcast with our coaching, our services, we'd love to support you with that as well. Um, being a guest on the marathon, I'm here for you. Okay, So just let me know what you're up to, what you're creating, and how I can support you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Stephanie Zito. Stephanie says, inspiring podcast. Love Chris's mission and attitude toward life. I gain a lot of great tips for self-development and running my business through this content. Absolutely, Stephanie, I appreciate you sharing that review. And for you out there listening, if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, marathon, and podcast, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on Apple Podcasts and give us a review there and you'll get a chance at that, okay? I appreciate you tuning in. Let us know what you love about the show, what you want to see more of, and how we can keep growing it for you. I'm going to introduce Colette in just a sec here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This woman is a powerhouse changing the world and delivering massive value. So you definitely want to stick around all the way through till the end because one of these ideas, these strategies, these stories, these ahas has the power to change your life. As the founder and visionary of Colette Portis and Co. LLC and Destined Designs, Colette Portis is a business coach and strategist with more than 20 years of experience helping businesses develop the systems, processes, and procedures and dynamic teams necessary for growth. Ms. Portis is also an author and speaker who has sharpened her ability to stretch the vision, mission, and goals of those she comes into contact with. Most recently, she added a radio host to her extensive resume as she launched Real Eyes Destiny Radio, a show focused on the journey of entrepreneurship. Mrs. Portis is the author of the highly sought-after Goalie, Grafting Objectives Around Longevity in Entrepreneurship, Strategic Planning System, and the MBA for CEOs Coaching System. Her coaching system has been used to successfully assist business owners and executives with clearly defining their business objectives, developing accountability markers, developing their growth plan, and building efficient systems. This woman has a wealth of wisdom, and we are blessed to have her here with us today. Colette, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? 
I'm ready. I'm ready. I hear the music playing. Can you yes. hear it? Yes, hear I it? hear it. I hear it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to dive into this juicy conversation, Colette, and we're, we're going to start with a life of greatness. We want to hear what is your perspective on what that means to you, a life of greatness. Oh my God. That means a full life. That mm. means that being selfless mm. and not selfish. Uh, the life of greatness means that you have discovered what your gift is to the world and you are chasing people down to give it to them. Wow. That's a life of greatness because greatness, once you discover what that is, it is so strong inside of you that you mm. cannot keep it to yourself. You have to go get it to someone wow. else. Wow. Burning freaking desire, Colette. That's what I hear is a burning desire to, to share your gifts, to love people, to serve people. This is brilliant and beautiful. And I mentioned it in your intro about all that you're up to, beautiful, uh, epic resume. And in your own words, how are you serving your clients best in these days? What's most important to you? Uh, the thing that is most important to me is one word, mm. sustainability. Mm. That is the truth. Whether or not you decide to keep your company and, and and pass it on to your children or your family members, or you decide to sell your company, regardless, at the end of the day, we all must get to the destination called sustainability. That's right. And guess what? There's a word that I use that's not correct because sustainability is not a destination. Mm. It is a journey. Yes, it is. Death and sustainability is the marathon, wow. right? Mm. You got to get to the starting line first, which is sustainability, but you still got to run the race, which means you remain being sustainable so you don't end up being blockbuster. Man, that is that is powerful. I love it yeah. in, in that 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 starting line of sustainability like to get to that place first and then to build upon there right i think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs startups you know online business owners we just want to get to this place of sustainability where it's like predictable where it's consistent yeah. like like yeah. that's that's the dream for a lot of people to be able to give their gifts and serve people while providing a great lifestyle for themselves yes but what does sustainability mean? Mm. A lot of times we have a misunderstanding of what sustainability is. Sustainability is not just revenue. Mm. It is not. You can make a million dollars. You can make multi, multiple millions yeah. and not be a sustainable company. It is very possible. Wow. And we're going to dive into that, Colette. This is this is powerful. We're we're like open up a can of worms here for our audience to be like, say what? You can you can make millions of dollars and not not be yeah. made not have it be made come on let's go. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna dive into that and colette before we go there though we're gonna go back into your 20 years of experience that is like incredible tell us about yeah. that journey and like where it all really began for you okay so you're, you're this is gonna be crazy because <laughs> my story is but literally it started at the age of 15 mm. so i worked for the federal government um, as a student employee, and during that time, uh, that's when Microsoft Office first came out. Ooh. So, you know, my supervisors and the people that managed me, they knew nothing about it. Well, because I did, I used to grunt and moan in the uh, in the trainings when they were training, and I'm like, yeah, that, that's not going to work. Or, you know, <laughs> they didn't know anything about hockey, so eventually... 
I ended up being the lead trainer at like 15 and 16 years old. And I'm training reservists and colonels and all of that. And then they started coming to me for, okay, Colette, well, how do we do this? Well, how do we do that? Why? Because that generation wasn't raised on technology. We came in right at the cusp of technology and internet and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I had this wealth of knowledge that they, that was completely foreign to them. And so I had an opportunity to be a part of just simply because of the generation I was born in. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to be, have, uh, to be part of these conversations that were happening on high levels because of, there was information that I had that they didn't have. Well, if we're deploying reservists and training them for the field, well, they don't have time to do 12 steps mm-hmm. when I could teach them too using hotkeys and you know then they could run for their life if they that's what they needed to do you know yeah so that's literally how I started and I I was an amazing employee let me say that however they would give me a job uh description and I would work that for 30 days I'd kill it like I knew what I was doing (laughs) in 30 days yeah, but on day 31, okay, I've discovered that there are other people here that can do that. I'm just going to go find something else yes. that I enjoy a whole lot more. And I'm going to go do that. And because I did that, I had opportunities to help develop full um, executive coaching systems and all of that kind of stuff. Just because I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that today. I'm just going to go insert myself in this. And so over the years, I've done that. And and then my job experience, where we would go in and diagnose company cultures and then help them to make the adjustments and all of that and develop systems around that Mm. um, is is where that 20 years of experience came from. That's beautiful. So tell us more about those, the times where you were like kind of, it's, it sounds like either becoming a freelancer or a part of a, a company, so to speak, to go develop those systems and processes. Like, what was it like to be able to do that for companies? Like, what were some of the biggest lessons or challenges that you faced in creating systems and ultimately sustainability for these com- companies? So, for I've only been I've only been in the function where I've operated as my own entity over the last five years, almost six years. But what I what I learned, my greatest lesson was even as an employee, even though I was not doing what my job description said that I was supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. I brought them so much value that they trusted that whatever I was doing was going to move their company forward. Mm-hmm. And I worked for, you know, Sprint and T-Mobile and the federal government and school districts and colleges and universities and all of these different organizations. And my it was the same. I brought them so much value that they came to trust what I knew and what I understood and, my, and the process by which I worked. And so they felt comfortable enough and safe enough to just let me go do my work. Now, in the process of that, though, I did. I went to college. I got six degrees. I don't recommend that. <laughs> Overkill. Nobody needs six of them. Why did, why did you get so many? Because <laughs> I'm a freaking overachiever, Chris. That's why. <laughs> but no. So to the, the true answer, 
I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, mm. both sets of my grandparents, six-figure earning businesses. Like they knew how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. They knew how to exchange a product or service for money. That they knew. What they didn't know was how to build a business. Mm. I discovered that after all of them are now gone. And they didn't tell any of us that having a business is a viable option for sustaining your life. And so uh, I discovered that it was by way of getting six degrees that didn't lead me to the riches they told me it would lead me to. I was like, I've done this thing six times and it just hasn't worked yet. I'm thinking six is enough. We should shift and do something. So what did you change in your mindset? You said, hey, this traditional route that I've been told to do and, you know, your your grandparents like had this this model, uh, this business mindset, this entrepreneurial mindset. And then yet we were kind of conditioned to do something different. Like, isn't that interesting how they were doing something successful that created sustainability and freedom in their own lives? But then we get conditioned by society, pressure, different things like that. Um, so at like, let's say six degrees in, what changed that you started doing different? What's interesting, Chris, is as as a parent, one of the things I talk to parents about is your children do not do what you tell them to do. Mm. They do what you do. And I am a product of exactly that. Mm. They told me to go get a job. I did. But on my job, I functioned as an entrepreneur, even at 15 and 16 years old. Mm. I'm like creating my own paradise here. And so that's that's what I did. Then I realized um, after here's what really happened. I knew I was supposed to start my business 15 years before I did. But I was like, Jesus is tripping. I'm just going to go do what they told me to do because that's way <laughs> safer than, than doing that. Mm-hmm. Got my master's degree, was in my doctorate program, and for a year couldn't find work. At that point, what I came to understand from all of the interviews that I did, they loved me, but you're mm-hmm. overqualified, right? What I came to understand, my personal philosophy, is that when you're at that level of education where you're, you've got a master's and a doctorate, it's no longer for you to look for a job. Mm-hmm. You now should become the creator of jobs. Wow. And so I stepped out and said, you know what? Then I'm going to have to do this because I, I, I need a little change so I can go buy a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was in a situation where I was in survival mode, and then I had to use what was always in me to go generate capital. And so that's what I did. The bonus for me, though, was I've spent my entire life watching everybody around me be an entrepreneur. The other bonus is I've watched everybody around me be an entrepreneur and question what they did that kept them from being a business owner. Business typically is just a system, right? And so what happened that they never got to that place? Well, my curious mind kept asking these questions. And when you ask the mind a question that's black and white, the mind will give you an answer or you'll go seek out the answer. And so that's what I did. But at the same time, I had these amazing experiences as an employee Mm that I could reference when I asked my mind a question. Wow. And so 
that's, that's how I got here. This is gold. I love it. And so there are certain processes and things that we can do to make our businesses and especially to take someone from, let's say, you know, six figures or so a year right around there. Uh, to scaling that up, like what do we need to know at at that level? What what has kept us there, and what do we need to shift or change to get to our next level? Starbucks, mm. right? I don't care if I get my vanilla bean frap in California or if I get my vanilla bean frap in Texas. It is the exact same vanilla bean frap. Period. There's no if, ands, or buts. And what do you see on the cabinets? And what do you see the employees moving around? Mm. Their system written out on a card. Yep. This is how you make a vanilla bean crap. Mm. We don't guess. Right? Mm. That's it. So systems. So let's let's yeah. dive into systems. What, what do we need to know about systems and getting those in place? Um, listen, oftentimes people complicate it. Mm. It's, it's really not complicated. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I was developing the my mastermind model, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, every time I send an email out, well, doesn't it just make sense to record it as opposed to writing the email every time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Every time. So instead of writing the email every time, compose the email in a manner that, that, by which you know that mm-hmm. I'm going to come back and copy and paste this, change two or three things, mm-hmm. and send it. Back out. I'm starting to create my system. Okay, if somebody else were delivering this product or service for me, mm. what is step one? What mm. is step two? Who do am I delivering this product to? Defining that number one, who's yep. my target audience? And then where do they even want me to contact them at? Mm. If my target audience is grandma, if I send her a message on Facebook, what's the likelihood that she's gonna get that? <laughs> right? Right. But if for grandma, I probably should put a letter in the mail because if she's anything like my mother, she listen, my parents still drive cash green money around to pay their bills. <laughs> Nobody does that. Right. Right. <laughs> They're not paying a credit card over anything and don't call them and ask them for their number. But I have to figure out who my target is and how they want me to communicate with them and then document. One, how they want me to communicate with them. Two, what I should be saying to them. Because if I'm talking to my mom and I'm like, this is going to be an opportunity and it's going to be lit. She's like, what What is that? Now, if I said to her, this is going to be groovy. She's got it. She's like, oh, I'm in. If I said groovy to my 21-year-old son, he's like, what? I love it. So you gotta you gotta get clear on who that that target audience, that like avatar, that perfect client. So a lot yeah. of people are struggling with that. You know, they may have gotten some success just kind of being random and showing up and having great energy, enthusiasm, charisma, and to get to the next level, it's like really being precise about who am I speaking to and how do I create a consistent message again and again that. I could share or, you know, execute an email sequence or whatever, fill in the blanks, or I can train someone to do something similar because they know who we're speaking to and who we're talking to. Absolutely. And here's the bonus, because a lot of times I I have a partnership with the local Better Business Bureau and we host an event monthly. And so we had this event yesterday. 
And the business owner um, told the panel of experts that his pain point was finding, um, fi acquiring customers uh -huh. and finding investors. Well, what we determined very quickly was, no, you have no idea who your avatar is. Mm. Who are you even talking to? What do you offer? Where you can't service everybody mm. in the nonprofit. There's 10 million nonprofits across the world. You think you can you know, help all of them in some capacity, you probably could, but are you going to be your best at it with all of them? The answer is no. And so what's funny is we've got this panel of five experts and then the room is filled with tenured business owners and we're having this conversation. One of our experts says, well, you should open it up to corporate. And I'm shaking my head feverishly. No, you should not. You should not. And we start having this conversation around Target. Because guess what happens? Hmm. When we start talking about targeting, we immediately equate it to, well, then I can't get money from other people. Hmm. Scarcity. Scarcity. Yeah. They're scared. But you know what it is, Chris? You, right. you want to know what it is? You want the secret? Yes. You want me to share? Share it. <laughs> the secret is the scarcity mindset. Hmm. Functioning in that place where in your mind you are telling yourself there is not enough. Mm. And while a number of what the other business owners started to agree with him, and I'm steady telling them that I disagree, mm. I finally said to the business owner, you said there were how many nonprofits in the world? He said 10 million. I said, can you service all of them? He said, I mean, not extremely well. I probably could, but not extremely well. I said, and if you just took, you know, children's hospitals out of there. And you just service that. Mm. And you said, this is who I am talking to, period. Yeah. I, and I, I asked the room, I said, when I said children's hospital, did the name of a children's hospital come up in your head? Everybody raised their hand. Mm. And then I said, do, do any of you know anybody at, that works at the children's hospital that's in a leadership role? We got about five or six hands raised. Wow. Why? Because now we're drilling down these specific. Now we know how to help you. But not only that, I said, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if you were the foremost authority on children's hospitals and raising funds for them? Mm -hmm. That's how you set yourself apart and become an influencer. Is who are you and what do you do and who do you serve? Who do you mm -hmm. do it? And at that point, everybody goes, oh, and I said, and if a corporation like Toyota just so happens to come by and want to give you money, you better take it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Like being being ready because like the opportunities when you have that clarity, they come so fast, you know, like oh just God. like when you're in that alignment, when you're in that sweet spot, like it just shows up on your on your front door. So I really love that. And I love how like you use a really specific example of like, yeah, there's 10 million people out there. But who who are you most excited to serve? Who are you passionate about? What what brings you to life? And then like figure out how you can share your gifts and your genius with yes. those people and be known for that. Like be an authority, being an expert on that. There's so much value in saying, I'm I'm gonna plant my flag here. So come to yes. me because I'm the authority on this and I'm gonna study and do the research and make the connections, create the the resources so that people can succeed in this area. That's uh, so powerful. Yeah, I, I am all things business structure and strategy and legacy. I am all things that I am not marketing. 
I know a little something, something about it because I need to in order to guide my clients to the right place. But that's not who I am. Or what That's not my zone of greatness. Mm. It gives me pleasure every day to have an opportunity to offer my greatness. But a lot of times, Chris, we get so mixed up in the make the money that we move so far away from our greatness that we just don't love this anymore. If you have a taco stand... And you start selling quesadillas and tostadas and go back to your taco. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out what 10 tacos you're going to let us buy from you. And let me tell you something. Perfect those 10 tacos over the next 12 months. That's all you have to do. Spend 12 months there. That doesn't mean you stay there forever. Because guess what? I told the business owner, you can do children's hospitals for 12 months. You read articles about them. You're reading books about them. You're connecting with the organization. All of this stuff for 12 months. Mm. And then guess what? The next 12 months, that audience is going to tell you who your next audience is. And then you go spend 12 months, but now you've got two audiences that you're an expert in. It ain't hard, cuz. I love it. I love it. So this is great. Really, really great for people out there who are like, hey, why am I not connecting? Why why do I feel like the the traction isn't there? You know, and, and it really is is so powerful. And I know we wanted to talk about like greatness even more in this conversation, like a, a life yes. of greatness, the qualities and characteristics of, of greatness. So why is that something that's important to you, Colette? So I will I'm gonna be transparent. Yeah. So I grew up, although my parents were entrepreneurs, I grew up in the inner city. Mm. I grew up with parents who were addicted to drugs. And so as a result of it, I had a certain lifestyle that didn't tell me anything necessarily about what greatness even looks like. Mm. I had no clue. But I had this group of people, every, you know, just strategically placed, that would always speak into me. And and there, and it wasn't just about speaking because oftentimes we get stuck in that. If as long as I say it to you, you should respond. No. They spoke with expectation. Mm. That changes the game. Mm. Because if you expect me to, you care enough about me to check me yeah. on about what it is that I'm not doing and how I'm not living up to that expectation. So because I had this group of people around me, I, it made me think, because I have two sisters, and their lives are completely different in my life. Mm. We all have the same childhood, but how is it that I'm the outlier? How did that happen? Well, one of the things I came up with is there are five um, areas, five steps to delivering on your greatness. Mm. And the first one is discovery. And so all of those people that were strategically placed in my life were helping me little by little discover my greatness. It blows people's mind when I say, I never thought about going to college. Never, 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 never. The only reason I ended up going to college is because in in the 11th grade, my counselor, who I still have a relationship with to this day, he is like a dad to me, love mysteries to death. But... He said to me, Colette, have you done your application yet? I was like, ah. And he made me sit in his office and do applications. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done them. Here's the crazy part, Chris. I got accepted into every school I applied to. 
Wow. Every last one of them. And I got financial aid, fully covered. And every last one of them. Wow. But I picked it, I picked the least of them all because it was safe. But at that point, what they what he prompted me to do is start to really start to think about, okay, Colette, what is it that you do? Like who who are you? What do you have to offer the world? Now, what I haven't said is I started doing graphic design when I was 12 years old wow. on dots. Wow. I don't know if you know anything about dots. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, a left and right arrow, there was no up and down. <laughs> there was no mouse. There were no pictures. Right? Yep. That's where I started. And so I knew that this was something that I loved to do. I was always artsy. Mm. And so I really just started to explore that. But once I started to explore that, my whole college experience started to change. I started to explore different things. I was in that space of discovery because I was thrust into trying something new, which was college. Mm. And then the next step was ownership. I had to get to a place where I owned it. I own who I am. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. Watch out, world. You should have never let her get to a place where she knows who she is because she's going to be that regardless of what happens. And so I became, I started to stand in who I was. And as a result, what that did is it made me seek out opportunities and Mm. seek out mentors who could cultivate those skills. And so I worked in the computer lab. I would have conversations during office hours with my instructors that were in, because uh, I went to college to get my degree in um, computer information. So I would have these conversations with my instructors and things like that, because now I'm at this place of ownership. I'm owning who I am and I want to become really great at it. Then after that, it was all about cultivating, right? Did you see? Did you see how I led you there? Yep. Yep. It was about cultivating now what who I am, what I do. Mm. I've discovered who I am. I've taken ownership of it. Now I need to cultivate it. So I need to go and learn. I need to build relationships around it. I need to practice. And so I went from designing on DOS to understanding coding and being able to do that, to understanding graphic design and being able to do that. And I kind of just gradually took you know, this journey of owning who I am and what I do. Mm. Even in that ownership and that cultivation piece, mm. those steps, these steps repeat themselves. Mm. So you don't just go through this once and then you're done. No, these things, it's a cycle. It keeps repeating itself. Then I started to practice. So I started designing for small businesses and churches and all of that. I was practicing my craft all of the time. Where whenever anybody would let me, I Chris, I would do stuff like do gifts for an entire wedding party. Wow! So there might be shirts for the ladies and what hats for the men. Mm-hmm. However, I could design, however I could use my skill and practice is exactly what I did. And then I had to deliver. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about delivery, right? Remember, I told you 15 years before starting my business, I knew that I was supposed to. But I chickened out, and so I did. <laughs> but 15 years later, after not being able to find work for a year, I had no choice mm. but to go back to right practicing what I knew how to do and how I knew how to make money. So now I really had to deliver because people were paying me for this. Yeah. Well, delivery of that particular set of skills took me to discovery again. Mm. 
right? Yeah. So graphic design is what initially took me through that cycle. Mm -hmm. And now the discovery piece took me back to, okay, I'm creating, um, I'm helping these custom companies build their brand, but they're dying. Mm -hmm. My work is dying. These companies are going away. How is this happening? Which made me tap into what I've watched my whole life with my family. Mm -hmm. What I learned and what I've done over those 15 years as an employee, you know, working with these teams and VPs and all of this. And I started to tap into that and I started to identify, okay, what made us successful? Mm -hmm. How did we actually get to a place where we made more money for the company? We helped these executives start loving their positions again. How did we help build these dynamic teams that love working for this particular person? Mm. So I tapped into that and I, I took, at that point I had 10 clients. And I took them and I said, hey, I'm going to do this for you all. And they were like, all right, Glenn, whatever you say. And I did it. And when I did it, I started to see them grow. And I started, started to see them love their business. And I started, they started to ask me questions. And we would have these sessions. And, and that would be amazing. And then, you know, people start crying. And stuff. And that's kind of what happens. <laughs> right? Yes. But. We got to this place again, right, yeah. from discovery mm -hmm. to ownership. Then I had to own the fact that I have the skills mm -hmm. to make these businesses grow, be successful, sustainable, and build their team so that they can at some point walk away and have least go on vacation. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I started going through that cycle again. So then I started cultivating it, and then I started practicing, and then I started delivering. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the, the cycle, just to make sure everyone gets it and write this down, this is like gold. It's discovery versus like yeah. discovering it. Second uh -huh. is ownership. Yep. And the third is cultivating. The fourth mm -hmm. is practicing. And then the last one is delivery. So yeah. you would take these companies through that process in teams and CEOs and different stuff like that who had like lost the steam who weren't like achieving their greatest you know possible self they weren't living the vision that they knew was possible for their company they were falling short of that and you took them through this process and because of going through discovery ownership cultivating practicing and delivery and paying attention to those different qualities um, and and like being present to that how are we doing on our discovery are we really yeah. aware of what it is that we're out here to do ownership are we are we truly taking ownership are we truly like being responsible for what we said we're going to do are we holding ourselves accountable cultivating it do we have like the practice of of really bringing that to life practicing it you know are we implementing it and then ultimately delivery is it producing the yes. results that we that we really want to produce the ones that we set out in discovery and ownership to to create like is that what we're doing and uh, that's just like what a what a great litmus test and process of evolution to take people from struggling to success Yes. And one of the things that has been most amazing in this journey, although I love business, I love business owners, but one of the things that gives me the most, one of, one of the things that gives me the most pleasure is watching executives change. Mm. Typically executives, you know, they manage from here. Right. Mm. Well, we're talking about ownership. That means as a leader, you own the fact that whatever results come from this department are yours. Mm -hmm. So if you have a high turnover rate, you own it. 
It's yours. What have you done? Have you helped your managers through discovery, ownership, cultivate, practice, deliver? Has your managers helped their team members discover, own, cultivate, practice, deliver? It's it's a trickle-down effect. When you start to do that, because if you cultivate in me, which is why I loved all of the positions that I had, because they allowed me an opportunity to discover who I was within this space and own it and then do it. They let me do that. And because they let me do that, I showed up for them every single time. And they trusted a 16-year-old girl with training reservists who were about to go into the field or be deployed. Why? Because I... My greatness is my greatness. You are born with it. You've been doing it all of your life. If you haven't tapped into it, you got to do it. You need to do it. Your life depends on it. Yeah. And let me talk to the parents for just a minute. Mm. Not only does your life depend on it, but your kid's life depends on it. Because guess what? Your children's greatness is only an extension of yours. Mm. Oh, how about that? For an idea. That's some serious ownership in, right there. Like about that for yeah. some ownership. Yeah. My son's in law school, but he's he's studying entrepreneurial law with a um, focus on venture capitalism. Mm. Directly connects to my business. Did I have to encourage him to do that? No. Mm. What I did throughout his life was allowed him to discover, own, cultivate, practice, wow. deliver. Wow. I, I acted as the bumpers for him in the bowling alley. Mm. I knew the bowling ball was going to hit the bumper. I knew that. Well, why would I freak out? Mm. I can I can save the ball from him on the side. Eventually, it's going to It still might end up not knocking down the pin. Mm-hmm. But there's another try. Yep. Right? Yep. Bowling gives you two tries. And if you're at the end of that thing, it's going to give you three. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I acted as bumpers in his life, but I took him through these five stages of greatness. Wow. And he came out on the other end, connecting directly to me and what I do, and is excited about taking over my company because guess what? I did not tell him he had to do. Mm. I didn't tell him he had to do what I do. Mm. I let his extension of greatness connect to my greatness, and then he told me what that was which completely fits with him, the way he builds relationships and all that kind of stuff, completely fits him. And guess what? I now know that I've got to build his company in a way mm. that allows him to still function in his zone of greatness. And I know that I need to bring somebody in to take care of the rest of this because that's his zone of greatness. And when he passes it on to his kids, hopefully he'll discover the same thing as it pertains to that. Think about... Um, Procter and Gamble, mm. they didn't start out owning everything. <laughs> right. right. They owned everything. Right? They made all kinds of stuff. Yep. They didn't start out that way, but they gradually got there as new people came in and new ideas. Right? Yeah. And if you're not doing this with your employees, you're doing yourself and them a disservice. They are going to show up and work for you because greatness is like a ticking time bomb on the in the on the in, in inside of anybody. Mm. And they don't have a choice but to let it out. But if you don't help them discover that, yes, they're disgruntled and stealing the toilet paper 
They don't want to be here anyway. <laughs> this is gold. I love I love the phases, and I'm sure um, you know people can get more information about that. Can they can they get any kind of resources or learn more about that on on a website or a conversation with you? What would be the way that they can really dive into that process and uh, do it in their own life, Colette? Absolutely. So here's what they can do: they can send me an email, and all this email needs to have is in the subject line the word greatness. Mm. And what I am going to do, I am creating the greatness blueprint. Mm. And I am going to send it to them because guess what? I'm so awesome. (laughs) But here's the other piece of that. Why would I give something like that away? I would give something like that away because guess what, Chris? You're great. And Mm. you owe it to me to be that. Because my greatness depends on your greatness. Mm. And so guess what? I need you to figure out what it is so you can deliver it to me. That's Please. right. That's right. And your email is Colette Portis at Destin E D D, right? Destin D Destin D E S T I N E D D dot com. Yes. Or they can just go to ColettePortis.com and fill out the form, the contact form, and put greatness in there and send it to me. Boom, shakalaka. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to see this greatness blueprint and how it impacts people. It's super, super awesome what you're up to, Colette. I want to talk about your um, podcast and, and the show. Why, why, what, what got you into that? Why, why was that a, a, an idea of discovery for you? Yes. So it, it, it definitely was. So over the years, people have always told me, you've got a great radio voice. I'm like, mm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a recurring um, guest spot on a radio show uh, once a month, a couple of years ago. And I thought, you know, I really love this. Like, I really could do this. And then it was kind of one of those things that just plays in the back of your mind. Because I'm like, I don't have time to produce and all of that stuff. Well, God being who he is allowed Mr. Dorian Jay to show up in my life and said, he said to me, you got a great radio voice. I was like, yeah, you know, one day I'm going to have a radio show. He's like, just do it now. One day. He's like, no, all you got to do is show up and talk. I'm like, I love you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's what I do. And I'll realize destiny I named it the way I named it. I spelled it the way I spelled it mm. is because I need you to realize your destiny. That's mm. number one. But I need you to realize your destiny using your real opened eyes mm. to discover what that is. I need you to do that because there's some work that I need to do and I might need you one day. And because I might need you one day, I need, to, I need you to understand what your destiny is, yeah. what your greatness is. and so. It is all about um, it is all about the journey of entrepreneurship. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is telling people that uh, this is easy and it's glamorous and ooh, we can't wait to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is Man. one of the most rewarding things I've ever done mm. outside of being a mom. Wow. However. It is one of the most challenging things I've ever done outside of being a mom. Yep. Period. This is not for the week. This is the Game of Thrones every day. (laughs) That is what this is. 
right? Yes. You don't know if you got to fight dragons or <laughs> you, know, you don't know who you got to fight today. Just come prepared, to, you know. John Snow. Yep. Say John Snow, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every day because you don't know. And one of the things I teach my clients is whatever your spiritual belief is, mm. whatever it is, everybody connects spiritually to something. Mm. Even if you believe black cats cross your path is bad luck, whatever it is, you know, connect with that every morning mm. because I need you to know that the moment you become conscious, you are at war. And if you live in Afghanistan, you would wake up a different way than you do in the United States. So wake up every day knowing that war is there. It is ready and it's rearing its ugly head and it's just waiting for you to take your eyes off the prize so we can punch you in the gut. And how do you manage that? How do you still maintain your stamina? You don't have any win because you just got punched in the gut. But on the other side of that, you discover, you know what? I just got punched in the gut by an MMA fighter Mm. and I'm still standing. How about that? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Might be staggering a little bit, but. (laughs) I'm probably staggering a little bit and I might be leaning over a little bit. But y'all on it, I'm still on my feet. I'm a champion just for that. Mm. Man. That's that is so good, and I think I love what you said about entrepreneurship. It's it is really one of the most rewarding things because of the growth, because of the uh, achievement, because of the contribution, serving people, the like freedom. Right? It's like yes, like I'm taking my life into my own hands, and there's also like the double edged sword of that of like whatever comes up, like I am at cause, I am responsible for what ever comes up and I get to handle it and lead myself and even my team and my company into victory, into the future, in spite of like overwhelming odds, extreme fear, uncomfortability, difficulty, like blocks, breakdowns, fires, whatever it might be. Like, even if it feels like all hope is lost, I have a duty to these people's lives who are counting on me, who are depending on me. So I'm going to show up, buckle up and keep on going. Yes. If you are comfortable in your business, you are doing something way wrong. Because you can't grow from a place of comfort. Growth always hurt. As a 13-year-old boy, Chris, you couldn't understand why your knees were hurting. They were hurting because you were having a growth spurt. Growth hurts. It at 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 minimum it itches. Yes. (laughs) It causes some sort of Reaction. If I say this, if you go to the gym and tomorrow you can walk up some stairs and not moan and groan, just stay at home the next time. You didn't do anything while you were there anyway. Just stay at home. If it don't, no pain, no gain. But the gain that you get on the other side is it. There's no words. For it. So I, I never want to deter anybody from being an entrepreneur if they're serious about this, but I do want them to know mm. that if you're going to be serious, this is a lifestyle change, period. You cannot live the same life. You cannot watch your favorite shows anymore, which is why on Sundays I would binge watch Game of Thrones once the season is ended because it's the only way I get to watch it. And on a Sunday because I have to take one day off. That's <laughs> 
anything else. I don't have any other shows. And my friends make fun of me because they're like, you've never seen power. I'm like, yeah, no. They're like, it's only one of the most powerful. I'm like, yeah, but I don't. No. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it's, it is. It's a lifestyle change. It's like a complete paradigm saying shift, like saying, Hey, everything I've known and been comfortable and done up till now, like I have to be willing to let that go to be able to succeed, to be able to see the result that I'm setting out to, to achieve, you know, like to be able to let that go. And then when there's time to reintroduce it back in, when like there's more success than great, you know, but like for right now, like, how can I trim all of the excess, all of the nonsense, all of the farting around, all of the, you know, wasting time, all of the scrolling on social media, because that just will not fly to achieve yeah. any like significant level of, of success. You know, the four hour work week, gosh, I love you, Tim Ferriss. And like yeah. the, the, the vision that you put in people's mind of like what is entailed in entrepreneurship it's not not accurate. Like for mm -hmm. one person, one person out of a thousand, one person out of ten thousand, maybe maybe they can get success some level yeah. with that. The vast majority of people, we are not taught to be entrepreneurs. We are not equipped. We are not, yeah. you know, like given those those skill sets and tendencies and you know, uh, mental fortitude, emotional fortitude to be able to like just thrive yes. right away in entrepreneurship. So it's definitely a, a um, rigorous, highly rigorous uh, journey, Colette. And I, I love that you share that. So I want to, I want to wrap it up with the final takeaways, what you really want our audience to get from this interview and implement Colette. What is that? Um, what, I, what I want them to really get is simple. You owe yourself, number one, your family, number two, the world, number three. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are believers, number one, God, mm -hmm. to discover your greatness and set out every single day to deliver it to the world unapologetically because people will tell you that you are crazy but the first person who said that you could use a, a telephone without it being connected in the wall we said that they were crazy too now the only time it's connected is if it's charged <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. You got it. You got to be unapologetic. I love that. And just like really uh, own that we we are like we're here for greatness. We're not here to just get by. We're not here to just great by. No. We're here for greatness. And whatever that looks like for each individual is different. Could be greatness in athletics. Could be greatness in business. Could be greatness in family. Could be greatness in your community or spirituality or whatever it is. Like discover where that is for you, and then go through that process of ownership. Yeah of, um, you know, really cultivating, of practicing, and then delivering on that greatness. And Colette, this has been a blast. How do people take those next steps with you again? Can you remind us of your email, your website, social media, how they can continue their journey with you? So they can always go to ColettePortis.com and connect with me there. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram mm. and Twitter, all under Colette Portis. I am, uh, if you connect with me on Instagram, you can go to my link tree and it'll connect you to everywhere. Um, and taking the next steps, just reach out to me. You can email me. That's completely fine. It's Colette Portis at D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D-D.com. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions. I pride myself in not saying I don't know, not because I'm a know-it-all. I don't want to be. 
but because I'm a resourceful person. And so if I don't have an answer, I can send you to somebody who can. Boom shakalaka. Colette Portis, thank you so much for being on here. You've been an absolute treat for us. So inspiring. Love your your process as well of really owning our greatness. Those five steps are super powerful and keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. I'm looking forward to lots of magic together moving forward. Yes. Thank you, Chris. All right. We'll see you soon, okay? All right. Bye-bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.